shepherd-turned-chef Al Brown shot to prominence on the local culinary scene in the mid-1990s with his Logan Brown restaurant in Wellington. Man, that was so popular. After 12 years, he moved to Auckland, opening several restaurants, including Depot and Best Ugly Bagels. He's written many books, including Go Fish, Stoked and Eat Up New Zealand, fronted several TV cooking programs and the local MasterChef franchise, of course. In 2012, he was made a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit for services as a chef. So it's a great pleasure to have on the show with us for Six and a Song, Al Brown. G'day, Al. Hello, Al. Lads, how are you? Good, good, thank you. Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Al. Good. What do you get, uh, sounds a bit of an odd question to start with, but what are you, what's taking up all your time these days? Uh, oh, you've got lots going on. Um, with the, the best ugly bagels, it's yeah. becoming quite a big business now, yeah. opening another couple of those at the moment. And I'll be working up the road tonight at Depot. So, um, you know, speaking events, shot a commercial yesterday. So, um, just lots of bits and pieces, really. See, that's the thing I often wonder with guys like yourself that have been so accomplished, so successful as chefs, and then you've got your, your cooking series and stuff. Do you actually get your hands dirty now? They used to, For builders, they say, do you still get on the tools? So you still get out there and, and cook up a storm? No, no, I, I, um, I, I get in there and I wait tables. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, and, and that way, I do that a couple of times a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays, just to um, you know, be around the team, but I, I, my schedule's all over the show, so I can't really be on a roster. So um, I've got great chefs and great guests, but as long as I'm part of the team, you know, I can slip in and slip out, and and you know, wait tables and taste some food and talk to the bunters. So. Yeah, absolutely, and I love doing it. It's great. It doesn't feel like work at all. It's the best part of my week. Too right. Now, one of the things um, that some people will be aware of: you grew up in rural New Zealand. You worked briefly as a shepherd. But where was the very first place, Al, that you actually worked in a cafe or a restaurant? Uh, first was the Magic Walk, which was, which was the first, I think it was, was certainly in Wellington, it was the first, um, I guess, food court. It was under the BNZ sensor. It was down underground, and um, when I moved from the from being a shepherd, I only did that for a year or so, and it wasn't for me. Um, I got a job making wontons and, and sweet and sour pork down there in a little little place called called the Magic Walk, and that was yeah that was my first taste of, of a kitchen and, and I guess hospitality. Al, like I, th- I don't think it's any great secret, but chefs have a reputation as being quite volatile, but fiery. Um, yep. And you know we've seen some of that stuff with with well-known chefs overseas, but you seem quite a laid-back guy. Now I can only go on my personal experience. I can't cook and talk, so when I'm doing the cooking at night and people talk to me, I just can't. I literally can't do it. I have to sort of shut down, and I do find it very stressful even at home. Do you get stressed? Uh, yeah, you look. You, you you do. I, I mean, um, I don't yell and scream or throw things or anything like that, but my silence is pretty loud. Right. <laughs> oh, you're one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. right. Oh, look, you know, the, when it, the thing about being in kitchens, it's, um, you know, there's no dress rehearsal for each service. Um, it, it is what it is, and everyone can arrive at one time, and, um, you know, and it's full on. It, it really is full on, but yeah. that's also part of the buzz and part of the adrenaline, and, and, and it is kind of like an orchestra, um, you know, sometimes, well, I guess most orchestras practice and practice and practice, and they're, and they're great when they put their show on. Um, but in the kitchen and restaurants in general, um, you know, some nights are magical where where it all comes together beautifully. Other nights you're a bit out of tune. And um, but no, I'm not. A, I, I, I'm, I've never worked 
under worked well under chefs that intimidate. So certainly, I don't intimidate. I like a happy kitchen, and and I think you know, good tasting food comes out of a happy kitchen. Oh, lovely thought, Al. Now, when you're hiring somebody to come and work in one of your kitchens, do you go on the impression the person gives you? Do you go on the qualifications they've got? Or with a thing like cooking, do you actually get them to prepare something for you? How do you go about hiring? Oh, look, it depends. I mean, if you're hiring a chef for a senior position, you're normally, um, again, you'll do quite a bit of um, due diligence, or, you know, and a little bit of background, you know, check and references and that sort of thing. And, and actually, you know, what you talked about previous, you know, finding out um, whether they're, what their temperament is like is a yeah. big thing. Um, the cooking, yeah, and you'll get them to cook a couple of dishes or, or write a small menu for you with, with, with what, you know, their style of food. But but certainly the younger ones that come through, um, it's all about attitude. And, and um, I'm a I'm pretty old school, you know, I like a, I like a, a, a good solid handshake, a, a look at, look you in the eyes when you're talking and, and you know, good manners come from good stock, um, you know. You're gonna, I can I can teach you how to cook, but you know, turning up on time for an interview and and um, you know a proper CV that's written out properly and no mistakes and all those sorts of things. I think you can, you know, you can read quite a lot into people on the, on that first sort of impression as well. Yeah, bit of a bizarre question, Albert. Are there any new recipes out there now? Are you still creating something that's never been made before? Um, well, look, probably some people are. I've never been. Um, I sort of, I've always sort of said this that I think you know, if you come up with half a dozen original recipes in your life as a chef, you're doing pretty well. Lots of other chefs will scoff at that and think that they're coming up with new things every day. But um, you know, they're just really riffs on other people's food, and and um, you know, some of the classic dishes um, will always be classic, and they're the best dishes, and they're the classics because they completely gel and work and and uh, delight to eat and you know I think a lot of young chefs out there today are sort of pushed to try and be really original and a lot of them um, are found wanting in that that area because um, you know unless you understand the laws of cooking and and start off by you know basically start off washing dishes and then working your way up through the through the different um, stations in the kitchen um, you know, we watch a lot of pretty crazy food shows out there now, and there's some pretty talented people with, you know, using all, you know, they've got tweezers and squeezy bottles in their hands <laughs> yeah. and using their flowers everywhere and all that sort of thing. Well, um, you know, that's that's you know, for that to work, you've got to you've got to have done many many years of of cooking, and if if you went down that sort of molecular style cooking. Um, yeah. It's a very refined style. Um, me, I'm a bit more rough and ready. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to knock out the uh, knock out the classics and and you know put a bit of a twist on them here and there. And you know I've come up with I think a couple of original dishes in my in my time. Um, but at the end of the day, all I'm wanting is to feed people and make them happy. And uh, it's it's not too complicated. It's just good produce, cooking it properly, seasoning it, and you know serving it in a happy and formal environment. Oh, you're brilliant. Good on you. Yeah, Al. Do you mind just hanging on for two minutes? We'll play some messages, and when we come back, a couple of rapid quick-fire questions and your choice of sure. song, Al. Thanks, Thanks so much. Mate. A guest today is celebrity chef Al Brown. He's on the line with us. Thank you again, Al, for your Thanks, time. Thanks, Al. No problem. 
So, Thanks mate, just to, yeah, it's a, such a pleasure. It's great to yak with you. Now, so, Al, we're just going to whip through some rapid-fire questions. It's kind of first thing that comes to mind as a response is what we're after here. <laughs> kind of like a psychological test, Al, if that makes sense, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, lack of thought and wisdom is what we want from your answers, okay? <laughs> That's the one, mate. Right. Yeah. Al, where and when are you at your happiest? Uh, walking up a river with a fly rod, with or without friends. Beautiful. Nice. Next question, please. What is the most extravagant thing you have ever bought? Oh, we've oh, just got no. the old Darth Vader on the phone there. Could you say that once more, Al? The, the line broke up. Probably a I tell you what, I'll put Al back to you, Tyler. The Al's not on one of those tie line things, is it? No, he's not. It's no. just, but sometimes this happens with cell phone reception. You get the old gobbledy, the old turkey gobbler, yeah, we call we it. Yeah, we do. We'll just try one Right, we're back, dose. we're back. Sorry about that, Al. Sorry, Al, the phone went haywire. So the question was, please, buddy, what is the most extravagant thing you have ever bought? You know, I would think it was probably a couple of hundred dollar bottle of wine when I was um, probably had too many drinks in a restaurant. Fair <laughs> yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah it is extravagant. Uh, what's your greatest fear? Uh, oh, well, I've just started Te Reo Māori, uh, level one and two, so uh, that is my greatest fear at the moment good of, on you, of not, not graduating in 34 weeks' time. <laughs> good oh, on well, you. good luck with that, mate. Well done indeed. Now then, the next question, please. Who is the living person in the world that you would most like to meet? Ooh. Oh, probably Jamie Oliver. Nah, oh, that's good. Yep, good well, call. Why, well, can I just supplementary yeah. question? Why Jamie Oliver? No, because he seems like a good bloke. I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, fair call. Uh, I mean, I've always loved his, his style of cooking and his uh, and his way, uh, you know, and he's done some amazing things out there. I feel, and I feel a bit sorry for him, you know, yeah. uh, his empire's come crashing down, but I'm sure he's yeah. a bloody nice guy. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. What um, or who is the greatest love of your life? The greatest love of my life? Yeah. Mm. Two, my daughters. Yeah. Nice. Very good. Last Alice question. Oh, sorry. I'll shut up. Say that again, please. Alice, Alice and Connie, my two daughters. Lovely. Beautiful. I just want to make sure we got their names out. That'll be embarrassing if I talked over that. So my last question for you, mate, is simply this. Um, what's the last book you read? Uh, the Tattooist at Auschwitz. Oh, yes, great right. book. Yep. Right. Uh, it was a great book, actually. And I've known and read the follow-on, Chilka. Right, okay. I haven't read that. Well. Is it mm. good? Well done. Yeah. And the last question, if you could change one thing about yourself, Al, what would it be? I wouldn't mind losing 20K. As <laughs> <laughs> few of us are in that boat, Al. Near impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it's really good to talk to you. You actually seem like one of life's good guys yourself and a real genuine bloke too. So we really appreciate your time, Al. Thank you. What song have you chosen to finish and why, please? Um, oh, it's just a... I'm a bit of a softie. I've, I've always liked sort of um, folk songs and, and um, always been a great sort of Bob Dylan fan and, and Neil Young. And um, so I had to, had to think about that. And um, the Bob Dylan song I've chosen is uh, Boots of Spanish Leather. Um, just a lovely ballad and about travel and about love and bits and pieces and lost love. So it's a nice one. Good Al, on we're going to play it for you. Mate, really appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Thank you, Thank you so much.